Buzz. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jacked and Canned. John, how are you doing over there, buddy? Doing good, man. Somehow I just got a bottle cap wedged in my belly button. How the hell is that even possible? I must have opened up a water and I must have forgotten about it, slept on it, and bottle cap just sealed off See, that's, my belly button. that's only a problem that can happen with somebody at your size because that can never happen to me. <laughs> bottle caps are like maybe triple my belly button. I'm only kidding with you, man. I intentionally put it there to mess with Rose. I go, what is this thing? I got something hard on my belly button. She came over and it was a bottle cap. So cheers, Colbs. Drinking some water. What are you sipping on? Uh, drinking a Budweiser Zero, nice little NA beer over here. Uh, become my one of choice. Water starts back tomorrow when I go back to work. I don't blame you. Embrace the Bud Zero life. You know what else you have to embrace, Colbs? Who's on top? That's right, ladies and gents. We know this segment of the show. Where, where, where should we start? I know where we should start. Colbs' favorite. Absolute favorite league out there right now. That is the X. Yeah. Wow. They're still playing. <laughs> so goals, just so you're aware, because I know this is the only place that you hear about XFL news. The XFL North. We got the DC defender sitting on top at four and oh, undefeated, followed by the St. Louis Battlehawks, followed by the Seattle Sea Dragons at two and two and the Vegas Vipers at oh and four. Vegas is not representing the way that Vegas should. They haven't won a damn game yet. Coles, what I want to point out as well, St. Louis Battlehawks, did you hear anything about it? Did you see anything on ESPN, anything with the attendance? It was pretty impressive. I just got to give it a little. Uh, I did hear that they had pretty high attendance, but I mean, in large part, a lot of that has to do with they had an NFL team ripped away from them. Exactly. So the XFL is in town and St. Louis is absolutely loving the XFL. They are huge mega monster fans, I think. All right. <laughs> XFL South. We got the Houston Roughnecks sitting on top four and all followed by the Arlington Renegades two and two, followed by the San Antonio Brahmas at one and three and <laughs> the winless Orlando Guardians at zero and four. Colbs. I know you don't have anything really to say about the XFL. Hopefully. Okay. All right. He does. He just shook his head. Yeah, no, I, I got nothing outside of literally that the battle Hawks had good attendance. Uh, that, that was the only thing that I heard, which I, I mean, it makes sense. They once had an NFL team and then it got bought and ripped away from them. I will take that as a win. So that alone that you knew that makes me happy. So going over to the NHL Colbs. In the Atlantic Division, wow, what a heartbreaking loss that was last night. And ladies and gents, all I could say is take Colts gambling advice because I was about to go 
pretty hard and heavy before I screenshotted a potential bet that I sent to him. I was going to put down $100 on the Bruins winning last night because I'm like, this is a guarantee. I'm just going to make, I don't know, 60 bucks from the way that the odds were. And, uh, well, I don't even think you would have made that, John. I think it would have only given you even off of 100 bucks. I think it would have given you like 20. Well, I had a profit boost. So I was like, oh, let me try to go with the one guaranteed in this game. So I went uh, five bucks down on Pasternak scoring a goal, which did not happen. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. But I'm glad I didn't do more than that. So anyhow, we got the Bruins sitting on top of 50-11, 5 OTL, 105 points, followed by the Maple Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, Sabres, Metropolitan Division. We got the Hurricanes sitting on top of 44-14, 8 OTL, 96 points, followed by the Devils and Coves. We have to keep this trend going, of course. The New York Rangers sitting over there in the number three seed at 38-19, 10 OTL, and 86 points. Going over to the Western Conference, Colbs, we'll come right back. We'll come back to it. Western Conference Central Division, we got the Stars sitting on top at 37-18, 13 OTL, and 87 points, followed by the Wild Avalanche and the Pacific Division. This makes me sad looking at this. We got the Golden Knights sitting on top. No surprise there. At 42-26 OTL and 90 points, followed by the Kings, the Oilers, and then... We have the Seattle Kraken, whose last 10 games, 5-4 and 1, three-game losing streak for the Seattle Kraken. Colts' favorite team, America's favorite team, Seattle not getting it done. Colts, what is your NHL takes, if anything, over here? Uh, One, it's surprising that it took Edmonton this long to get into the top three. Uh, Not really anything against any of those top three teams just Edmonton's a pretty good team and so that 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 is one that somewhat surprises me Edmonton's uh they got two of the top goal scorers in the entirety of the NHL and although they can be prone to giving up goals it's still a little surprising considering how much that I feel like they win uh that they aren't higher or that they weren't higher on the list earlier as far as the Bruins go John they've now lost three out of their last four they 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 lost one to Edmonton uh, late last week. Over the weekend, they played back to back against Detroit. They lost one of those games, or uh, they had won the first one. They were down two to nothing, came back and pulled off a three to two win, and then they went down four to nothing against them the following day. And they were able to bring it back to a five three as far as what the loss was. But that's that's why I told you not to drop twenty bucks on the Bruins yesterday, John. Because uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it something's off and I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not what it has been the entirety of the season outside of what, what was their other three game losing streak. But yeah, I mean, they, they just lost to one of the worst teams in hockey in the Blackhawks six to three, where they had a three, two lead very early on in the third period. So that's, that's upsetting. Um, this is not the time to really get into playing shit hockey. No, and have to, well, this is going to be a theme, John, because when you move over to the NBA, I got a couple of notes over there where very similar things right. are happening. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we get into the NBA, a little teaser and something that Colbs is absolutely going to hate, but who else is on top? Well, who else is playing out there? That's going to be the 2023 World Baseball Classic. Colbs, we all know you're the biggest baseball fan. Have you seen a single pitch of the World Baseball Classic so far? No. All right. So pool A, we got Cuba. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say Cuba sitting on top. That is not true. We got Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, Panama, and the Chinese 
uh, Tapia, who's all sitting at two and two. So I guess no one's on top over there. Pool B, we got Japan sitting on top at four and oh. Pool C, we got Canada and Mexico and the U.S. tied at two and one. And in Pool D, we got Venezuela sitting on top, undefeated at four and oh. Colbs, I bring this up because I know we talked a little bit about putting down a couple of bucks here and there. Well, I put down a dollar on Mexico, and I think I put down a dollar on Venezuela. Venezuela is looking damn good, so it looks like I might win that one. Colbs, going over to the NBA here, Eastern Conference. We got the Bucks sitting on top of 50 and 19 last 10 games, eight and two, two game winning streak, followed by the Celtics, 76ers, Cavs, Knicks, Nets, Heat, Hawks. Western Conference, Coles, we'll come back to that Eastern Conference in just a moment. We got the Nuggets sitting on top, 46 and 23, followed by the Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Timberwolves, Thunders, and wow, does this make me happy. Sitting number nine, we got the Mavs. And number 10, Coles, who? Who, Coles, who? The Lakers, and if hey. you look, they also have the same record as the eight seed. All right. Well, let's take a look here. Oh my God, that's all jumbled up too. So the eight seed is the Thunder, ladies and gents, thirty-four and thirty-five. The Mavs are also thirty-four and thirty-five, and now the Lakers, thirty-four and thirty-five. Jazz and Pelicans, literally one game back, so they're jumbled up there too. But the Lakers, looking very, very impressive lately. Uh, looks like they kind of found their Hot streak there, seven and three in the last 10 games. Colbs, let's start off in the Eastern Conference before we talk a little bit of Lakers with you. What is going on over here in the Celtics? Are they falling apart? Last 10, five and five. What the hell's going on there, too? Well, more importantly, their last six, they're two and four. That That's going to be really where you start seeing those struggles come in. Uh, I mean, when, when you look at some of the losses, they're not the worst losses in the world. They lost to Brooklyn, which although is a team they should beat, I can understand you dropping a game to them here and there. They lost to the Knicks when the Knicks were on that really hot win streak where they had won like nine straight. So I kind of understood that. They lost to the Cavs in Cleveland. All right, yeah, the Cavs are really good, but you shouldn't have lost all of those games. They come back, they beat the Blazers, they beat the Hawks, which are also teams they should beat, and then they just lost to the Rockets the other night. Now, yeah, John, I saw you that. might have noticed you didn't did. have the Rockets on who's on top because they are, in fact, on the bottom. There you go. So that's a really tough time. Boston has <laughs> now lost. <laughs> you know, they've they've lost the number one seed. They're back by a few games at this point to Milwaukee, and now they're only one game up on Philadelphia. So if Boston doesn't get whatever it is figured out that they got to do, they're going to end up being the three seed in the East, which uh, the lower of a seed you end up being, the tougher your road is. Because let's just say, for example, let's just say that the wheels have fallen off and they fall all the way to the four seed. Well, if they can even just stay in the two seed, chances are they're probably going to play Miami in the first round. Miami's a tough team. They're very hard to kill. They really are but they are very beatable at the same time. You should win a seven-game series against them. Well, if you drop to the four seed, now all of a sudden you're playing the Knicks in the first round. Not that the Knicks are a better team than the Celtics because they're not, but it kind of sucks to have to play them in the first round. And by the way, if you get out of that first round just fine, that's okay. That means in round two you get to go play Milwaukee. That's where that becomes a real problem. So now you have to go play Milwaukee, and guess what? If you get by them, you, you get the winner of the Cavs and Sixers. That's not easy either. So you get a really tough road if you end up finding a way to fall all the way to four. Now, if you fall to three, 
you might be okay. Um, you, you'll have Brooklyn at that point. Now, Brooklyn's a beatable team. Just uh, honestly, I think they're easier to play against than Miami. So maybe that wouldn't be so bad for them. But Boston is slipping. Philadelphia is coming in hot because I don't know if you've seen Embiid, but th- that dude is fucking awesome. I, I really like it. It's funny. They're going to give Nikola Jokic a third straight MVP, and I just don't understand it. I honestly think there are like seven players that are better than him in the league. And Embiid is one of them. Embiid plays the same position as Jokic, and he plays it better than Jokic. I, I just don't understand why this guy's still getting MVPs. So that that's a little bit of the trouble of paradise in the Eastern Conference, John. We've got the same shit going on out West right now. The Denver Nuggets have been leading the Western Conference the entire entire season. They're still on top. But if you look at their last four, well, they've lost them all, and they've lost to the Bulls, the Spurs, the Nets, and the Raptors. None of those teams are somebody that you say, oh, wow, that's a real contender. Shit, John, the Spurs are already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The (laughs) Bulls are, like, fighting just to kind of stay in. And the Raptors, they just got killed by the Raptors, who are in the same position as the Bulls, essentially. Okay, again, Brooklyn is on here, which same as Boston. I get it if you end up randomly dropping a game to them, but they're still a team that you should be beating. So we're seeing the top teams in both of these conferences. Well, I mean, we've already seen now Boston fall off and Milwaukee take it over. Denver luckily had a little bit more of a cushion, but Memphis is playing really well, even without John Morant, who, by the way, just got suspended. It came down today, eight games for waving his gun at the uh, strip club. So. Uh... Yeah, he had he had already been out. He hasn't played now in a couple of weeks just because of, you know, the team was like, hey, lay low. And uh, now the league has come out and given him eight games on top of that. So he'll still be out for a little bit. But Memphis is playing just fine. I, I don't think I like I Memphis goes to Miami tonight. I pick Memphis. I, I don't see uh, Miami's favorite in this one. I'm like, I don't know why I get it. Memphis doesn't have a guy that can go off for 40 without John Moran out there, but they got a whole team of dudes that just get it done. They play phenomenal defense, whether John Moran's there or not. Sacramento, by the way, they're yeah, a pretty, the they're I'm a pretty a good number right now. Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty good three team out there. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has really come along. He's somebody you can count on to get you 20 points and five assists. The Sabonis is like Jokic light. The guy just throws up triple doubles left and right. I don't remember exactly what the stat line was, but there was something he did uh, a few nights ago, and the only other player that's ever done it was Wilt. And it's like, okay, well, there, there you go. I mean, that that's that's when you know you've done something really incredible when only Wilt has done it before. So I, the Kings are really good. And honestly, John, here's another thing. If, if you look at the five and six over there in the West, you got the Warriors and you got the Clippers. Well, if the Clippers happen to pass up on the Warriors, who, by the way, John, the Warriors have the same record on the road as the Detroit Pistons and the Houston Rockets. So if that goes to show you a little bit about how bad the Warriors are on the road right now, if the Clippers just happen to pass them up and the Warriors end up being the sixth seed and they have to go play Sacramento in round one, I'm I'm taking Sacramento. I'm not, I'm not taking Golden State in that. Colbs, it's interesting. You point that out uh, away. They are seven, and 26 at home they are 29 and 7 holy freaking crap that is absolutely brutal so if they end up yeah. making it in they better 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they got to do, man. They no, I mean the that record. The, the funny thing is, is I, I mean, I at this point, I, I say, I, I say that specific matchup with the Kings because a lot of people are still doubting the Kings, and I'm here to tell you, the Kings are a really good team. I don't think that they're better than a healthy Phoenix team. I don't think they're better than a full Memphis team. I don't think they're better than Denver, but I still think they might. They may or may not be better than the Clippers, even. But I think I, I mean, I would take them over Golden State. And if Golden State stays at five, guess what? They get when they get Kevin Durant right when he's coming back with Phoenix. Yeah. Like they, they ain't winning that shit either. Like Golden State guys, they're done. Like I, I'm here to tell the audience, wh- whoever's listening to me, Golden State is not winning this championship this year. Honestly, I think they're a first round out, and I don't even think it's going to be necessarily a seven game series. For pretty much regardless of who they're playing, whether it be Phoenix, whether it be Sacramento, fine a loss either way why are you I mean, saying that what is the leading what's the leading cause i get it the away record is horrible but what yeah. is their problem what do they experience well i mean you can start it right there with the road record john if you're if you're a team that's good like okay so for example if they are five or six that means that four of the games are going to be played on the road they only get three at home right there you can already say okay well they're probably fucked but beyond that, John, I mean, it, th- this offense comes down to how good Steph Curry can be. And yeah, Clay yeah. Thompson and Jordan Poole can get hot, but th- that's it. Sometimes they don't get hot. Sometimes Clay Thompson shoots two for 11 from three instead of, you know, six for eight. And it, they don't have much of an interior presence. They really never have. But at this point, Draymond Green's not quite what he used to be. I mean, he's still a good player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not this guy that's going to go get you triple doubles and totally keep everybody away from your rim. He he doesn't have that ability anymore. He he was always undersized. He was able to overcome that. But now that he's in his mid-30s, all that's starting to go away. Uh, some of that extra athleticism is dissipating for him. And Clay Thompson, I mean, you give him credit for all the times that he comes out and has these phenomenal games, but there are yeah. a lot of times when he doesn't have phenomenal games. Steph Curry's proven to be injury prone as he's got, I mean, really his whole career, but obviously he's had stretches where he's been healthy. I mean, he's not necessarily somebody I fear in the playoffs either, though. I, in all seriousness, I've never really been incredibly impressed in anything that I've seen Steph Curry do in a postseason. So, yeah, Golden State. Round one done. They're over. It, it, this season's already a, just a, a mosh for them. It's gone. Now, John, one thing that kind of sucks with the Mavericks, right? Yeah, they're jumbled up Lou, right there, dude. Lou, Luca got hurt a little over a week ago, so he's been out, and that has, uh, that's hurt. But on top of it, Kyrie's been out, and it's been for uh, it's been more of a personal reason thing. We don't know exactly what. But that's, you know, something you can kind of expect with Kyrie now and again. And granted, I mean, for all I know, that there there could just be something really shitty off the court that's going on in his life that he has to deal with. But they haven't had either of their stars. And without either of their stars, that that's not a team. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood. Those aren't great <laughs> players. Those are solid players. So, I mean, yeah, John, I was kind of under the impression Kyrie was going to play tonight. And I saw as of earlier today, he was still questionable. They're going at San Antonio today, which was like one of the best, like lock up, like, yep, just give me the the Mavericks now. And now I'm like, fuck, man, like, are they going to go lose to the goddamn Spurs? I, I got a I got a uh, a one dollar bet out there where I just picked every game on a parlay, all seven games today. And I'm like, if Dallas is the fucking one that loses on this one, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> because that's just bullshit. 
But uh, they'll be the yeah, ones that screw you. <laughs> Dallas is starting to flirt with being in real trouble, though, because now at the nine seed there, I mean, the Lakers play Houston today. There's a very solid chance they're about to move past the Mavericks, especially if the Mavericks don't win today. So, I mean, they they have to win today to stay even with the Lakers there. Uh, you got Minnesota, who has Boston. The Lakers got a chance to move up a couple of spots just right here tonight. So there, there's a realistic shot that uh, this time tomorrow we're looking at this saying, hey, the Lakers are the seventh seed right now. Like, they're right about there. So this is pretty cool. Uh, LeBron still has about a week and a half, two weeks before he's back in action or, you know, could be even a little bit longer. He's, I believe, they seem to, to be, be doing reevaluated. Uh, they they are, and they're giving Anthony Davis a break tonight. He's not going to play against Houston because it's Houston. Oh so, well, I mean, we're granted, John, we haven't been getting a ton of offensive production out of AD lately. Um, he's been doing a great job with defense and rebounding, but offensively, he's had a couple of games where he's played very well. But last night, John, we shot the fucking roof off of New Orleans. I like I shit you not. I've never seen a, like any LeBron team shoot this well. It, and granted, LeBron wasn't on the court, so it was a little bit different. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it didn't matter who was taking the shots. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley started the game seven for eight from three, like in the first half. Uh, uh, Troy Brown, my guy, they couldn't hit me a fucking three a couple yep. of games ago. He oh, came yeah, through and got him, me a three. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody was just hitting. It didn't matter what shots they were taking. They were just going in. Uh, D'Angelo Russell can really run this offense just fine. There's a lot of youth and a lot of speed right now on this team that works out in our favor. Jared Vanderbilt is like maybe one of my favorite fucking people I've ever seen play basketball in my life because he's just straight effort. Like he's not particularly the best at anything, but it doesn't matter. He's going to try as hard as he fucking can. He's going to put his body out there. He will like literally lay himself out there to be killed in order to just like grab a steal or a rebound. It's great. I fucking (laughs) love that dude. So yeah, I'm watching this, and D'Angelo Russell's gotten so confident since he came back from his injury. He's just doing the thing where he's just kind of dribbling around up to the three-point line and just saying, ah, fuck it, I'll take it. And it's just dropping every time. He's making like 5.23s in his last four games. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, we, we were up on New Orleans like 27 points at the half last yeah, night. Yeah, so you texted me, and I was like, holy fuck, yeah. how they got that Oh, one. my God. Cool. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. So I I don't think it's going to be that hot tonight, but I do think we'll be okay without Anthony Davis against Houston. I think D'Angelo Russell is plenty enough to, to just overmatch this team. Jared Vanderbilt's going to make things very difficult for them. Rui Hachimura, I'm sure, is going to go take some mid-range jumpers and make me smile because he mm. still plays like it's 1992. Like there, there, there's there's going to be some fun shit. I'm excited about <laughs> it. My my uh the, the prototypical white guy that you imagine in yep. the NBA too, yep. Austin Reeves. I he makes I, me laugh because the dude ends up with like he'll end up with an occasional like really like random highlight play where like he does yeah. a crossover and makes the dude fall over and shit. That's how I seen him on a highlight it, play. And I'm yeah, like, oh, it's not, this guy. <laughs> it's, it's not something you're used to seeing, but he also gets like that dumb luck kind of shit that happens sometimes. Like there was one time. <laughs> well, the, one of my favorite ones that I saw and I told Michelle, I was like, this is what happens when you get a dude that looks that kind of white in the NBA. This is how they succeed. Right. He's going, he's trying to make a dribble move and take a shot. And he's, he's kind of getting, he's got pretty good defense on him. 
So it just kind of causes the ball to come out of his hand, not anywhere near the rim, but right off a defender's face, right back into his hands, and he just lays it in. And I'm like, see, that's the kind of dumb shit that only this guy is going to be able to get. (laughs) I love it. But I'm loving it, man. I'm loving every bit of this Lakers team right now. Do I think they're a real threat in the West? No, but is it fun? It's a a blast. It's a blast, and I can't wait to see what it's like when LeBron gets back because it looked really good for about four games when <laughs> after the trade deadline before LeBron's injury. So I'm excited going forward with this. It continues tonight to get back to 500 for the first time, not even back to 500, to get to 500 for the first time all goddamn season. I'm ready for it. Hell yeah, man. You know what else I'm ready for? The Jacked and Can Show. Ladies and gents, thanks for checking Let's out another it. Sports Roundtable episode here 